Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back, everybody, to the Living the Dream podcast. Matt Scaletti here with special guest, Mike Parnell. Mike is an entrepreneur and business owner founding MPC Builders in 2012. They build builders of fine custom homes along the New Jersey shore and commercial projects in the greater Philly area. And most recently, a nonprofit public charity, the Ascent to a Cure Foundation, which will host annual adventure camps for children with juvenile myositis. I said that right, right, Mike? You got it. And it's a rare autoimmune disease, which we will be talking about in a little bit. Mike is now an endurance athlete who has completed 29029 Everesting, a 200 mile Ragnar relay, and his first marathon just in over the last 15 months. And the coolest part is he has tied those endurance events into the formation and fundraising of his charitable foundation. Mike, I'm so glad we're finally doing it. It's taken too long and that's been my fault, but welcome, my friend. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to chat. So let's just kick it off real quick with clearly you are a pretty amazing entrepreneur. As we heard, your business started in 2012. What Can you give us a little bit of the background? I, I don't know the answer to this. Have you always been an entrepreneur or how did that all come about? Um, yeah, I think I've always had that kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and back when I was working for like big corporate America companies, uh, I was a construction manager for 12 years or so, 10, 12 years in uh, New York city and the greater New York city area, uh, big projects like, you know, 50, hundred million dollar plus projects. I built the Red Bull soccer stadium. I was a senior PM on that. That was a $60 million project. So uh, Conrad, New York hotel and battery park, another hundred plus million dollar project. So I was kind of on this track to, to, um, just go from big project to big project. And, um, then once my, um, my son was born that first year of his life, I was commuting a lot, like two hours each way into New York city. And I didn't really see that as what I wanted to do long-term. Yeah. Uh, not really how I pictured, you know, being a father. So, um, I was kind of searching for how do I get out of that and have a little more flexibility in, of my time. Um, tried latching on with a with an existing company, a little small kind of mom and pop general contractor in northern New Jersey, which kind of cut the commute in half. That didn't really work out very well, and um, I ended up getting laid off. And it was the kind of the push out the door to to go for it and start my own business and. Uh, that was, it'll be 11 years ago, uh, this April. So thank God for the layoff. I know. I was just thinking that it's like, it's amazing how many entrepreneurs, the story starts in, I'm sure at the time it didn't feel good, but how did, how did you decide at that point, 
why not after you got laid off why not just go get another job like what was there a mindset shift where you thought why not just start my own um you know i think i think it gave me the um realization that there is no like security for working for somebody else no matter if it's a you know 2000 person company or a five person company there you know you're you're only secure as whoever it is you're working for um and their ability to to bring in you know work you know volume of work so um you know i i had made it through like the downturn of 2008 to 2010 yeah. um and i thought i was kind of like you know un un untouchable as, as an employee. Yeah. And, um, you know, then you, you work your way up to a higher pay paying position. And then, it, you know, in this case, I moved to a new company and I was like probably the highest paid person other than the owner. And, uh, that they're, you know, usually the first to go when they're not, not in need. So, um, it really just was kind of a wake up call that like, you're only as, as secure as, you know, what you bring in. Um, so I, I had seen a lot of my friends um, in, you know, in the area of New Jersey that I, that I uh, live, have their own businesses, landscaping, electrician, some restaurants. So I'm like, you know, why not give it a shot? So I was, I was willing to, um, you know, liquidate in a retirement account. I actually um, uh, uh, got a $15,000 personal loan from this uh, website, kind of a crowdfunding website called Prosper. Wow. And uh and an $8,000 severance from uh, the guy I was working for. And that was it. That was like my runway. And I literally just took it month to month and was like, all right, you know, it's May. I got to get May's bills paid by this date. That's my target. And then it's June and then it's July. And then just, I literally went month to month and I didn't really change that mindset for the first like five years of business. Um, I literally just took it like one step at a time, one month at a time and never looked back. That's so impressive. I mean, you clearly went all in on you. And especially with, I know you're you're married and you had one child at the time. I mean, that's a bold move that clearly paid off in a big way long term. But I'm sure I'm sure it was not all sunshine and rainbows the first few years. Yeah, no, there was a lot of uh a lot of nerve nervous days, um, a lot of like, you know, second guessing yourself here and there, but um you know, it always kind of worked out. I mean, I, I literally, I started to learn after a couple of years that like, if I lost a, an opportunity, one seemed to always, one or two would always pop up right after that. And that seems to be consistent still. Um, so, you know, I would say like being an, you know, the entrepreneurial life is kind of like a, a personal growth accelerator. Like you, it, there's no, um, there's no coincidence that like when we go to these events and these like, you know, conferences and whatnot, like the greater majority of those people are entrepreneurs because it takes a lot more uh, personal growth and, and that mindset to make it, you know, on your own and in your own business. So um, you can kind of just check in and check out when you're working as an employee, W2 employee. But, you know, when, when you're, when it's all up to you, um, whether you're a solopreneur or with employees, like you need a little more, um, guidance and like, you know, mental toughness to, to make it through that. So, uh, it's been a good, it's been a good journey over the past 12 years or 11 years now.
Yeah, I mean, it seems like you you grow consistently in every area of your life. And I also have to give you kudos. I know we talked about this offline, but you seem like you're so good at turning what could be a really bad situation into something that you're passionate about and that can inspire others. And you've clearly done that from what I've learned from you with the foundation. And I mean, if you want to dive into it, I mean, can you tell us a little bit about its Ascent to a Cure Foundation? Can you tell us a little bit about what prompted this? What is it? And I know I know some of it, but I'm excited for others to hear because this is inspiring. Uh, yeah, definitely. So back in, um, uh, I don't even remember what year it was now, but my daughter's eight and a half. She, when A week before she turned three, she was diagnosed with a really rare autoimmune disease, uh, like ultra rare, uh, called juvenile myositis. Only two to three in a million kids each year are diagnosed. So, you know, a population of 300 million in the U.S., like you're talking hundreds of kids yeah. only that have wow. it. Um, so, um, you know, the, the disease itself, um, it causes the immune system to attack healthy skin and muscle tissue in the like shoulders, neck and trunk area, like your thighs, your hips. So, um, like literally she went from like this weird rash on her, on her arms and legs to a week and a half or so, two weeks later, like not being able to run or walk up the stairs. Oh, wow. Um, and she was, you know, super healthy and, and active before that. So. Um, it, it kind of came on like a ton of bricks. Uh, fortunately, she uh, was diagnosed really quick, got treatment right away, and uh, medically, like with the medications, got her disease under control. Um, but over the years, um, has flared a couple times. It's come back like, you know, each of the past two years, it's come back for different reasons. Um, so she's like just finished kind of managing her third flare over five and a half years. And these kids are on like, a lot of medication like i don't know if you've ever like pulled a muscle or hurt your back and you've had to have steroids before like oh. so one of the one of the you know medications that they initially go on when they flare is prednisone orally and um like you know i know i know men who grown men you know full-size guys 150 200 pounds get on maybe like 15 milligrams a day for like two weeks and they get bloated and they gain weight and they can't stop eating and and they're 200 pounds. Well, my daughter, just a, in comparison last year, she was about 55 pounds uh, and she was on 50 milligrams a day. Oh, months. Oh, so you're talking like horse level, you know, a horse could take that much, yeah. much uh, steroids uh, and they're packing it into these little bodies and they kind of like hit it really hard and then wean it off and it takes six, seven, eight months to wean off it. So they go from, you know, what they normally look like to blown up like, you know, balloons and uh, really fast, quick weight gain. Some kids have stretch marks. Like it's really, really difficult on their bodies. Um, and also like just mentally, emotionally, like steroids kind of whack you out and have mood swings and uh, yeah. just, you know, very unstable. So it's a really tough thing to go through. Uh, they also have like IV infusions um, where like there's periods of time where she each month would have to go to the hospital for a full day, do IV infusions. Um, so she's missed a lot of school on those days and 
it kind of, you get like a withdrawal symptom after it. So she's been sick, you know, the following day or two. And she's done 40, 40 plus of those over oh. the past five and a half years. So it, it's a really tough, like medical road. Fortunately, she's, you know, in good, good condition now. She's got everything under control, but being so rare, um, one of the, one of the mental tolls is that like, they don't really know other kids that have this disease. Like there's no community, there's no like friendships, relationships. Um, uh, and, and same thing with the parents, you know, it's very, obviously very difficult for your parents, um, to, to, you know, deal with that with a sick child, chronically ill child and, and being so rare that, you know, you don't really have a face-to-face relationship with other parents. Um, there's like Facebook groups and, you know, you meet people online and that helps. Um, but like that face-to-face connection and community is not really there. So, um, so early on I got involved with, um, the cure JM foundation. So that's, uh, the only other organization that I'm aware of that, uh, supports this disease. They do fundraising for um, medical research uh, to find better treatments and hopefully a cure one day. Um, so I got involved with fundraising for them. And um, that's kind of where I got into endurance events. So um, I was listening to Jesse Itzler speak at uh, Summit of Greatness in 2019. I think you were even there. I was ironically. there. Yeah. Didn't even know each other. And uh, Jesse was talking about 29029. And I was like, man, this is like, like, for some reason, I was so drawn to this event. And I had never done an endurance event. I'd even run, run for exercise. And I don't even think I've ever run a 5k prior to that. And um, I literally was so inspired by this event. And so like, like drawn to it for some some reason, that I like pulled out my phone right, right at some of the great and it's in the in the crowd. And I'm like, looking it up and like trying to sign up. And I'm like, thank God it didn't work because I was in no condition to, <laughs> to hike Stratton, Vermont 17 times. It was like six weeks later. So, um, I did, I did make a mental note of it to look back up and sign up in October, November of, of 2019 for the following year for 2020. And so I, you know, I, I went home after that event, I signed up for a 5k. I'm listening to Goggins book, um living with a seal and getting all fired up about getting in shape and um and uh at that in that 5k i'm like i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna enter 29029 i'm gonna raise money for cure jm and i'm gonna raise twenty nine thousand twenty nine dollars that's my goal and um so i signed up you know a couple weeks later signed up and, and that was it on the calendar 2020 october we're doing this so um, obviously we all know what happened uh, with the pandemic, it, you know, in 2020, the event got postponed a year. So I ended up having two years to fundraise for this event. And um, I ended up raising $100,000, uh, about $106,000, I think was the exact number uh, over that two year period. That's insane, by the way, that needs to be, we need to stop for a second over. <laughs> I mean, you, cause you could have stopped at $29,000 because you hit your goal. Yeah. I mean, w- let me ask you that. What made you not stop at 29,000 and say, I mean, first off, that's a huge amount in itself. Like what made you want to keep going? So I was in a, uh, I was in like this uh, mastermind group. Uh, it was like an online, like virtual mastermind. 
and I told everybody like what my plan was. Um, and, uh, one of the guys in the group was like, that's not a big enough dollar value. I'm like, what do you mean, man? I'm like, that's huge. Like, I don't know, like millionaires really. Like that's a lot of $50 donations, bro. (laughs) 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 And he's like, he's like, well, it's not big enough to inspire people to write a big check. He's like, if you're, you know, I know you can get close to that, you know, hundred dollars, $500 here and there, you're going to chip away and you're going to get pretty close. But like, if you have a big number, 50,000, hundred thousand, like that's, then I'm going to be like looking at it differently as a donor and be like, all right, I'll, 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 I'll throw you five grand for that. Like, this is a good cause. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'll, I'll raise a hundred thousand dollars. And when I, when I said that, I'm like, there's no way I'm raising a hundred thousand dollars. Absurd amount of money, but you (laughs) know, it, it made me look at like the approach differently, right? Like if you have a big goal, uh, and you're trying to get there, like you're not thinking little steps and you got to think big chunks now, like, how do I, how do I make 10 or 20 grand at a time? And, uh, the first thing I did that winter is, um, I, I put together this charity youth wrestling tournament. Um, I was involved. My son was uh, wrestling at the time for the local rec department. And um, I put this charity event together called Takedown Pediatric Autoimmune Disease. And um, we ended up, it, I got sponsors for different aspects of the event and additional donations. And the community really rallied around this. And we ended up having over 500 kids enroll in this wrestling tournament. Now, normally this, 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 the tour, the holiday tournament that they hold got like 250 kids to enroll. So we ended up having this massive like event. We wow. had, uh, we had bagpipers come in to do like the national anthem and like amazing brace. And it was just a, 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 a blockbuster event. And so we, we ended up raising $16,000 in that one event. And now I'm like, all right, like this, is, you know, now we're getting somewhere. And then I, um, in January of 2020, um, with my construction business, I decided like, if I'm going to ask other people for big donations, I've got to put, you know, my best foot forward and and really toe the line too. Like I got to be committed as committed as I'm asking other people to be. So, uh, January 1st, I did this little video. It's still on Instagram. Um, and I decided to donate. 10% 10% of the profit for each project that we build, each custom home that we build in honor of the people that choose to work with us to the Cure JM Foundation for this fundraiser. So now I'm all in, you know, my business mm-hmm. is committed. And I knew through that, like the, the, the better my business does, the more I'm going to, I'm going to be chipping away at this goal. Um, so it kind of like turned our business from like a, a service business to like a mission based business, you know, uh, cause based business. Um, and you know, everybody gets behind cause based businesses. So I think that's actually helped drive the growth of our, of our company over the past few years, because, you know, when you're looking to, when you're looking at company A and company B and they can both produce the same product and they're pretty much the same cost, but company B is going to give, you know, a $10,000 donation to charity to help kids. Why wouldn't you choose to work with that company? Right. I agree. Uh, Yeah. Being equal. So, um, and, and, you know, second, secondarily and kind of selfishly almost for me, it's like when I, 
when I go to work each day and I'm like kind of, you know, unmotivated or tired and like, uh, you know, just dragging, like now I'm like inspired to work in my day-to-day job because I know that like, all right, if I finish this project, like X amount of dollars of this is going to charity and how, how many people are we going to help with that? So I, you know, if anybody out there listening um, has a business, like tying it to a charity uh, for a cause is uh, I think a really great way to exponentially just drive that business forward. But um, yeah, so then once I made that pledge, you know, I, I, I started learning like, all right, you know, if I do these donations to Cure JM at the time, um, during their fundraisers, they often have a big donor or a corporate donor that's matching contributions. So now I was timing my my company donations and other fundraisers I was doing to those matching uh, programs. So now if I write a $10,000 check from MPC Builders, it's now $20,000. So I started following that. And then when the, the fundraiser got, uh, the, the event got delayed a year, I had two years to do this. And that's where it really just kind of blew up the second year. You know, we blew right by $29,000 and it ended up uh, hitting about 106. You sure did. I mean, you, that, that is unbelievable. And then, so how does it all tie into ascent to a cure? Like how to tell us yeah. about that cause, because it seems like you're just, you're up to big things and this is, this is so cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about this. So, so, um, uh, in 2020, uh, I was doing a, uh, a weekly small business mastermind uh, through our BYLR community. And uh, basically, I was posting, posting a Zoom link and inviting people on, uh, any, any small business owners or entrepreneurs that were having challenges uh, to work through with the pan- early stages of the pandemic. And we'd get on, we have a couple hot seats, you'd pitch, you know, your business, what the challenges that you're going through. And, you know, we probably had 10, 12 people on each call, everybody would give their different viewpoints um, from every different angle and, and industry that people were involved with. Excuse me. And one of the one of the uh, women that joined almost all of our calls was a woman uh, named Jody Ames. Uh, you may know her through the uh, BYLR community. Okay. Jody O'Donnell Ames. So she's a speaker, but she also uh, founded an organization called Hope Loves Company. And Hope Loves Company uh, her 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 uh, husband died of ALS, and she founded it in honor of him. Um, they host uh, uh, camps for caregivers of people with ALS. So like the families, the siblings, um, that sort of thing get together in different areas of the country, and they do like a, a camp day. And once she was telling me about that, I was like, man, this is like, that's it. Like, that's what I have to do. Like I, this sent to a cure fundraiser once i finished 29029 and hit my hundred thousand dollar goal i've got to turn a sent to a cure into a, a non-profit and host camps for jm kids and jm families so that was in may 2020 where the idea came on not the time of of you know of history to get a bunch of kids with a rare autoimmune disease together in person so um you know one of the lessons i learned from that uh which I needed to learn is that sometimes you've got to let like a good idea marinate for a while. And if it's really good, it'll happen, but you don't have to bust right through and do it today. Like I always, you know, believed I needed to do, you know, if I, 
if I wanted a new pair of shoes, I'd instantly pull out the phone and, and order it. And like, you know, maybe if you give yourself a minute or two, maybe those aren't the ones you want. <laughs> You're right. That's so true. You know what I mean? But I was, I was so impulsive, but this was so, you know, I could tell over two years of training with for 29 or 29 that like, I can't count how many different training events and runs I'd go on where I'm like, I would just daydream about this and like visualize the camp and who was going to be there and who could speak at it and what we could do. And it just never left. Uh, so once 29029 was uh, completed and the, and the, uh, and the fundraiser goal hit um, about uh, the end of last fall, I started uh, the process of forming uh, Ascent to a Cure Foundation, which is a, a now a 501c3 uh, public nonprofit charity. I mean, and, and now it's like, and you have the first event is scheduled, right? Yeah. So, uh, so um, in August of 23, so August 4th and 5th of 2023, uh, we're going to host our first camp. Um, the foundation through fundraising will cover the cost of full attendance uh, cost for every child with JM, their siblings and their parents or caregivers. Um, and what we're going to do at the camp. So we're going to check in at noon on a Friday, um, all day Friday and all day Saturday is going to have different uh, adventure uh, activities such as high ropes and rock walls and archery and swimming um, different, you know, fun and adventurous activities so that these kids can get together and like have just such a memorable experience together that like the, the bonds and friendships that they form at this event will be, you know, eternal for the rest of their lives. And, um, same thing with the parents. We, we haven't laid out exactly the parents, um, program yet, but we're going to do some, some other activities with parents only at these camps. And, uh, then at night, the kids are going to break off into groups. They're going to learn how to, to uh, build a campfire, uh, cook their own s'mores, and then everybody, each family stays in their own glamping tent right on the camp. So like, I don't know if you ever went to a camp as a kid or went camping as a kid, but like, there's no way these kids are ever going to forget this experience and, uh, and being able to do it with other families and kids that, uh, or in the same boat as them and the same challenges as them is just going to be like life-changing for everybody. So I'm super proud of, uh, of the program and what we're going to be able to do for these people. And now it's just like, you know, now that it's all set up. It's, it's kind of like surreal. I gotta say, it's like, I've been literally dreaming about this for almost three years, two and a half, almost three years now. And like, now it's literally teed up our holiday, our fundraising we did over the holidays already has the camp, the first camp paid for. So now it's just a matter of, you know, dotting the, dotting the I's crossing the T's and, uh, and like the finishing touches, but it's, it's real now. It's pretty wild. It is wild. I mean, I can see the way that you're talking about it. I mean, the passion that you have for this. And so how do you take it? Just, I have to ask you for anybody that's listening to this and maybe they've had an idea for, six months, 12 months, maybe seven years, and they haven't done anything, even though it's still in the back of their mind, they know they want to do it. Can you give a, a piece of advice on how to take it from idea to execution? Um, yeah, I mean, what I would say is that um, if you're really passionate about it, um, 
I, I think the, the most important thing is, is uh, I said this on Mario Maynard's podcast the other day, there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. And if you're inspired to step forward and do whatever it is you're, you're trying to do or sign up for or complete, then there's, there's no stopping that. If you're motivated to do it, then you have to stay motivated and motivated is not like in your soul. Inspiration is in your soul. So, um, you know, whatever it is you're, you're trying to accomplish, like you've got to, you've got to find a reason why you're inspired to do it. Like inspired, like the reason I started my construction business was because I was inspired to be like a, what I would consider a good dad and be around as much as I can be, be involved, have dinners at home, coach sports, you know, uh, that type of thing that, that got me through like the hard days of having the doubt and, you know, am I really going to be able to make this work in the business and whatnot? If I was just motivated I could, that could, that could burn out or I could kind of have some self doubt and be like, you know what, I'll just get a job, another job. And, you know, maybe I'll be around when I can be around, but this yeah. is what I got to do. Right. It, motivation and inspiration are, are drastically different. Um, so now like with this, with this fundraiser or with this uh, foundation and even the fundraising for it, like I'm, I'm inspired to do it. So that drives you, drives you through, you know, out, 29 to 29, I was inspired to finish that event. I wanted to put myself in my daughter's shoes of, about, you know, just hitting a wall and having to keep walking. I was inspired about like making an impact financially for the Cure JM Foundation. And that's how I got through, you know, some pretty difficult uh, challenges with, with that event and the fundraising. So uh, that, I would say that's the case is, is be inspired. I love that. And, and I, I also have to give you a lot of credit because you've clearly done the deep work and are living intentionally versus just letting life sort of happen to you. And it, it's, to me, that's what I'm hearing a lot out of you is like, you, you're tying these things to something so deep. It's almost like you can't fail because you're not going to quit until it's a success. And it's, it's so deep rooted in you. And I, I love that. And that, that's that event in August. I can't wait to, I can't wait to be a part of it. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm coming out. Yes. Crashing the party, man. Uh, uh, Matt is going to be uh, our mascot, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You tell no, me no, whatever I got to wear. I'm in. We're going to have you speak. Um, you know, hopefully we'll, you can come up with a good speech for the kids. And uh, definitely, I know you'll crush it with the adults and, I can't wait to see you just swinging around on uh, on ropes with the kids and uh, and firing everybody up. So it's gonna oh, be awesome to have you there. I'm good. I'm gonna be an eight year old all over again, man. I, I know you I are. This, this is your camp. This is your, <laughs> your this is right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> hey, what what's if people are listening and they want to help out? Where do they? And I'll put this in the show notes as well. Where do people go to? Do you have a website set up already, or how's yep. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh ascenttoacure.org. So A S C E N T number two a cure.org is our website. Uh at Ascent to a Cure is our Instagram and fa and Facebook uh pages. Um on our website you can uh you can uh, uh, reach out to us to get involved. You either you know donate time, donate money, um uh hold your own fundraiser if you wanted to um uh register for the event if you uh, 
uh, someone in your family has uh, JM. Um, yeah, everything can be done right there on our on our uh, on our website. That's awesome, man! I, congratulations on all you've done. I mean, in the business world, and now it seems like even more meaningful if that's possible in the foundation. And I cannot wait to see where things go from here. So congrats to you. And I'm thinking about the family and wishing you the best on this and future endeavors. By the way, speaking of that, just one last question to ask you is, do you have some, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be involving this. It could be anything. Is there one thing on Mike Parnell's bucket list that you definitely want to do before you leave this planet? And it could be, in any area of life um 100 it's the uh uh hiking the entire appalachian trail oh that's a good one how many somebody how many miles is that do you know i used it's to know a lot. exactly it's around 2100 oh wait it's 2100 miles yeah miles yeah yeah it's from georgia to uh to northern maine yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's a that's a good fundraiser right there i know i know hopefully i've been thinking so there you go i'm thinking i've been thinking a long time of how i could actually pull that off because you need like four to five and a half months to do it um like if you're really cooking for, you know four four and a half months but five and a half is typically what it takes people um so yeah i, I that's kind of a a, a, a waypoint that I'm kind of steering my, uh, my, uh, my business to that maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm no spring chicken either. So like I'm 44 now, I'll be 45 in May. I probably got to get this done in the next 10 years. Um, <laughs> so, you know, my son is, is uh, going to be 12 this year. So he'll be in college in four or five, six years. My daughter will be, is in second grade. So she got 10 years. So maybe when she's in high school at some point, I can get a, a hall pass for four months and go <laughs> knock that thing out. <laughs> That's a pretty good hall pass. Your wife is no joke. I love it. I don't it. know. I, this is a, hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast because uh, <laughs> we haven't we haven't really discussed that one yet. But she knows right. that's on my list. Whether I do it in segments and I start doing like a few weeks a year over the next 10 years or... I do, you know, a month at a time maybe, uh, but that's definitely one that I'm going to have to get done because I've always been drawn to the AT and uh, I love hiking. And it, again, it, it just ties to like my my new obsession with endurance events and uh, just like the, you know, pushing through those walls mentally and like what it takes to do that and just to keep that momentum going. So um, it'll get done. I, I know. Figure well. out how. I know. Uh, I mean, I love that too about you. You think so big, like you're not afraid to think huge. And I think that's a, a big takeaway from this conversation as well is why not? I mean, I always think about the raising money thing. Like if you shot for 10,000 and you hit 11,000, that would have been amazing. But what if you shoot for a hundred thousand and you hit 98,000? Like I'd rather miss the goal and get 10 times more than hit it. And it's an easy goal. Yeah, you 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 hit it on the head right there, right? It's like people are often scared of 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 aiming for a big goal because it's like, oh my god, I don't want to be embarrassed if I fail. But like, you know, I I had those fears here and there starting the foundation, but 
it's like if two families showed up and I know two families would automatically go because we know two families, right? So <laughs> yeah. if, three, if three of us are there, you know, three families are there and our kids play together and they have this great memory, like that's not a failure. That's a, a giant success. So it's literally impossible to fail. And when you do that, you know, when you look at that for whatever goal you're going after, like you said, if you're, if my goal is hundred thousand dollars and I raised $96,000 or even $50,000, like it's still a massive success. So, you know, I think it's fine um, to, to really stretch yourself and see where you go. Right. You know, see where you go. I love that. There's, there's I... no, there's, if, you know, the, the, the Teddy Roosevelt, quote uh, i'm sure you know the man in the, in the arena right like if if you can't criticize the man in the arena if you're not in the arena too uh so step in the arena and see where you can where, where you can go with your life that is such a great quote to end this on and if you don't know it just google man in the arena because i think it's a whole like almost like a poem type setup i love yeah. that yeah that's a great quote so it's Ascent to a Cure. We will put the link in the show notes. Mike Parnell, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I'm so glad we got a chance to do this. Best of luck, and I can't wait to see you later this year, my man. Absolutely, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. (laughs) Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks and I love you so much.